Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Blog Talk Radio. Okay, so moving forward, and I was answering questions. I was leaving that's what you hear the dings for is not the oven timer. Trust me, that would be annoying as hell. Anyways, so moving forward, this oddball Tuesday of the day, whatever. All right, fans, while we wait on Granny Hulkster, if you know, we could just touch base with what's going to happen tonight on SmackDown Live. 
obviously Roman Reigns has focused his attention as a wild card on onto Shane, right? Because they, as Roman said on Monday Night Raw, I have opened up my schedule. We can just focus on each other. Fair sentiment, I guess. But anyways, it's nice to know that we have options as fans. I get distracted easily. Those options are watch or don't watch at all. I still watch because I have good faith in both companies, AEW and WWE. Why? Because it's like the good old days, or better, you know, AEW versus WWE. Is there going to be an all-out war? I don't know. At one point in time, Dustin Runnels was going back and forth between WWE and WCW. We all saw how well that we all saw how well that ended, ladies and germs. I uh, I remember those days. I'm going to say it again. Fans have options now to watch whatever they want: Ring of Honor, New Japan. CZW, pick your poison. I say it every fucking show, uh, almost. Even if I have a guest, it's like, so what do you think is going on right now? If I had one, I'd ask, what do you think will be the end result between WWE and AEW? I'll answer that question. It's going to be good for both because both are serving what? The fans. Even though WWE had one finer issue and I mean well maybe it's major maybe it's life changing because Brock Lesnar won the money in the bank money in the bank briefcase now it's not so much life changing it's the fact that some people were saying that Mustafa Ali was supposed to be the surprise winner and at the last minute things got changed well now looking back on that I don't care who would have won the match, although I do have my preferences as to who I like. Anybody but Brock Lesnar would have been great. Do you know why? Let me inform you why. It's because the man gets paid to sit on his ass for a month, doesn't show up to, well, I don't know, there's any record of him showing up at live house shows or whatnot. But the question remains, why didn't you go with Mustafa Ali? It's nice to know we have options. It's nice to know that we can threaten, we can be idle about those threats and not do a damn thing because that's what happens. People get upset, but they still tune in because it's like, you know, you work hard all week, you come home, you turn on the TV. Some of us watch Game of Thrones. I don't. Um, and I'm one of many who does not. I'm probably being like a lamb led to the slaughter for that comment. But, you know, I choose pro wrestling because why? It's not just a pastime. It's not just a hobby for me. It's a passion. And when... We are very passionate as fans. It's good to know that we have that option to get up or bitch on a podcast or, gee, I don't know, cry about it on a blog, tweet on Twitter, blog about it on Facebook. I don't know if anybody else, well, 
I don't know if anybody still does Facebook blogs, but if they do, they have to be well-known, right? One of the things that's great, so we have an option on the network, correct, to watch, you know, stream live events such as pay-per-views, old wrestling like Ring of Honor, PWG, you name it. The options are endless. They're the good-to-knows. They are better known as the good-to-knows of professional wrestling. Do I have a point or points? You bet your asses I do. Even though I psychotically ramble in a circle, I can bring it home real quick. I believe that was Granny Hoaxer. She will be joining us shortly. I'm sorry, folks. Sometimes I talk out loud. But anyways, as I was saying, it is always good to have options. Whenever you take care of whatever you need to take care of and you get a task done, you have what? You have options to relax, to do more tasks, just sit and stew about something, bitch about something on social media. Same thing with professional wrestling. Yes, we know, we're well aware, sir, we are well aware that Brock Lesnar won the Money in the Bank briefcase, you bastard. Some people are fans of him. I'm not. I know the awesome lady who's about to call in is not a fan. We've said that several shows in a row. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the incomparable. I would not. Okay, let's see here. What do I have on the list today? Oh, yes. Queen of all fandoms, godmother to wrestling fan and wrestler, El Presidente and fan club queen, if you will, of the Arkansas chapter of the Oakland Raider fanatic, or fanatics. Uh, let's see here. Um, Alexa Bliss fan club, Becky Lynch fan club. Ms. Fan Club. She's just a queen. She just is, you know, busy woman. Uh, queen of the Moose Lodge, even though I don't think that's a title, but it is to me because this lady is amazing. Uh, you know her as my second lady co-host of this Wrestle Radio Network thing, Mabob. Ladies and gentlemen, the lady known as Granny Villain, Granny Hulkster, whatever she goes by. Granny Hulkster, let's go with that. Wow, Betrayed, what an introduction <laughs> today. Woo, my goodness. Well, you know, the only <laughs> the only two that I can't say I don't really like is the Raider <laughs> Nation thing and Alexa Bliss. Miz, you know, I like the new Miz. I, I, I'm beginning to kind of like Miz, you know. I, I like the new Miz. And I've been watching a lot of Ms. and Mrs. episodes because I think their baby, Monroe Sky, is absolutely adorable. Becky Lynch, I like Becky Lynch. I don't have a problem with Becky Lynch. But, you know, yes, you know I hate Brock Lesnar. And I was absolutely, we watched Money in the Bank Sunday night, David and Anthony and I. And, oh, my God, when he came out, I said, really? I, I looked at David and Anthony I said, oh, my God, really? We have to put up with him again? I thought he was gone. You know, you know, and I now, think... and 
it just oh it it just it made my blood boil. I think it made everyone's blood boil because they do realize, and I hope people realize this. I don't know if Icon and Swing have discussed this, but AEW is having their very first event, and it's I would love to see this. I think it happened once in WWE, but not as Dustin versus Cody. You're talking about two legacies going one-on-one with each other. Cody Rhodes versus Dusty Rhodes, or Dustin Runnels, or whatever. And Dustin, whatever, he and Cody are feeling with the handcuffs off Granny are going to put on one hell of a match. Oh, yes. I, I have no doubt. I mean, I absolutely have no doubt that it will be amazing. Then, you, know, you know, and you have Christian. Go ahead. You know, it's well, you get Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega for the fourth time. I mean, these two, you look at Kenny Omega, you look at Chris Jericho's tail of the tape, not just WWE, but WCW, ECW. He's got all kinds of accolades, folks. I've just not, you know, gone into AEW mode, Granny, but. This is just a precursor. Like Mustafa Ali, they they were rumor. There were rumors. It was neither confirmed nor denied, so we don't know. But Granny, I would not have minded if anybody, but two people, <clears throat> that includes Warren Corbin, when he just when Lesnar just cleared the ring, got up the ladder, and one or took the briefcase down. I had a sinking feeling in my head going. Why? Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, what? I mean, I I always tell some of the audience, actually, majority of you who are listening, you we have options now. We've always had options. Danny's got OKX and um, Wrestling for a Cause, and you know, any every other thing like UWE. Um, Whatever is closest or most convenient, but also now we have, and this is going to sound weird, Granny. I have not said this in forever since I was in probably in middle school, but now AEW on Tuesday nights on TNT of all places for them to you know land. Hmm. I'm looking forward to I, it. I mean, I really am. <laughs> I'm kind of looking forward to it. You know, I. You know, I um, and I and I and I do apologize, fans. I, I, I Granny does want to give my wholehearted apology for calling in a few minutes late. I was having to take care of some personal business, and it it took a little bit, few minutes longer than I had anticipated. So, fans, I do apologize for calling in late. I, I wasn't hopefully that late, but um, you know. And speaking of OKX. Be trained. Um, I got to tell you, that show was absolutely amazing. I mean, it was one time only. You know, I mean, um, Alex Royal and JD and um, several others took the time. I mean, there's like about six people that kind of like set up this whole entire show, this one time only event with wrestlers. Most of them were from WFC. Some were from other places. Um, uh, You know, it was just absolutely, I mean, it was supposed to start at 5 o'clock. Yeah, I think it got started almost like 6 o'clock. 
the main event, Luke Langley and John Cross, oh, my God, it left you on the edge of your seat the whole entire match. I mean, this show did not get over until after 11 o'clock. That main event, 45 minutes long, B-Train. The match wow. between Fuel and Tim Rockwell, for, I mean, his belt was on the line. His company was on the line. Fuel beat Tim Rockwell. But Fuel had nothing but respect for Tim Rockwell. You know, they're going to be doing a special show at UWE for Tim Rockwell's mom on June 29th. And it, it, it breaks Granny's heart that I'm not going to be able to be there because I'm going to be in Vegas at that time for my convention. But Tim says, Granny, it's okay. You were at mom's last show. And I said, I know, but that's not the point. The point is I support your mom with her battle with cancer, you know. And it breaks my heart I can't be there. But, okay, and they're, and they're talking about possibly could there another be another OKX show next year? I mean, there are already – rumors are already flying like, okay, are we going to have OKX number two? You know, I'm like, this was absolutely phenomenal. I mean, it was just, it was unreal. But Speaking of getting which, back to, get, yeah, getting back to WWE, you know, I mean, well, or whatever we want to AEW, talk, whatever we want to too. talk about, AEW, whatever we <laughs> want to talk about. <laughs> well, I mean, Granny, you said phenomenal. I, the match between Seth and AJ, um, that was one of the few bright spots. I was very surprised that AJ came back in the ring and shook hands with Seth. And, uh, you know, it was a good show of sportsmanship, if you will. Yes, it was. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, yes, Bailey, thank goodness for you, dear. I don't necessarily... Um, I'm not a fan of Bailey. She's too goody two shoes for me, um, and and she's too you know like she's the type of you know person that would walk down the aisle at Walmart, and if everything was drooping in that aisle, all she has to do is walk down that aisle and just play around with something. It would make that aisle look really cool. Yeah, <laughs> either that or you know. A better example is if there were plants drooping in a garden, Bailey walks by, and the plants would stand up at attention looking at Bailey going, yay, we can be cool, you know, flowers can look nice, look pretty, that type of sick stuff that normal people, you know, fawn over. Anyhow, I um, I was surprised Nikki Cross came close, and I would have been a happy camper if the uh, psychos, or psychotic Scott, the twisted sister of Monday Night Raw, Mm-hmm. If she would have won that briefcase, just imagine, Granny, how chaotic nights would be with Nikki teasing to cash oh in or – yeah, that would be great. That would have been great. I also must say Naomi, her ring attire was really interesting. Um, I guess it was um, Bumblebee off of Teen Titans or whatever anime show that she was doing it from. Or power, whatever. I'm wrong with my animation. My friend's probably going to kill me. But Lady Lynn, <coughs> huge anime nerd myself. But we kind of noticed that Naomi was dressed up really nicely. Ember Moon did pretty good for the match. Um, yes, she did. 
Natty has nothing to hang her head over. Dana Brooke, for that matter, too. Dana came really close a couple of times. <laughs> Mandy Rose. What a shame. Oh, yeah. Trying to trying to pawn off of Sonia Deville's help. Good Lord, dear. You're just, I don't know. Okay, at least I would take her, I don't know. No, I wouldn't. That's a lie. I would not take her over Lacey Evans any day. Um, Lacey, <laughs> Granny, I I understand that WWE is in a bind for women because Sasha left, and if you were hurt, like Tamina and Nia. But at the same time, her match with Becky, Lacey's match with Becky, no thank you. That was horrid. It was putrid. Lacey didn't even, I mean, she didn't put up the fight, but I'm going to tell you folks something. Before she went up to main roster, Lacey only had two victories. Two. Count them on fingers. One, two. And you can go back and you can watch. And if she had more victories, it's because it was not on main NXT. When she get up to main, boy, they threw her in the fire. She now face, you know, she's feuding with Becky Lynch. And she's also the reason, Granny, why Becky Lynch is no longer Becky Two Belts. That's right. And I, Jesus Christ, they're like, well, you have to give her credit. Lee, she's a good villain. I was like, no, what she is to me is someone that could not win. So out of bitterness and, you know, good character, whatever. <clears throat> how How hygienic is it, Granny, to wipe your armpit with a cloth and then shove it in someone's face? Uh Kind of disgusting. <laughs> I mean, we all know that Lacey Evans wears, and you're going to laugh at me, but when Becky Lynch said, you wear granny clothes, I was like, why, I have a co-host named Granny Hulkster, and I'd be frightened if Lacey Evans started wearing Granny Hulkster's clothing. I mean... <laughs> oh, my... So I'm thinking to myself, what have I gotten myself into? When Becky said that, I about died laughing because there's an episode of Living Single where this comedian finds out what, you know, regime's roommates, Queen Latifah, wears, you know, for personal <coughs> wearing stuff. She says, you wear granny clothes, like yellow hops, like, and certain underwear, like canary yellow, green, and Line or line blue, and I'm like, oh my lord, I'm sorry. But when Becky Lynch said, you know, I could uh, shut your mouths, I could become Becky Three Belts if you don't be careful. I actually was, you know, thinking in the back of my mind, that's not such a good or bad idea. The Iconics, after all, have not defended their championships, but maybe once, not even. They have not. De- okay, they defended against two nobodies. No offense, but uh, last night that was an interesting pairing. Nikki Cross, Becky Lynch, and Alexa Bliss, who just sat outside the ring and drank. I don't know if she's injured still. I'm kind of wondering. Uh, She did compete against Naomi, but I don't know if she's been medically cleared by the doctors, folks. That's one thing I still have not figured out. Uh, Anyways. Becky Lynch and Nikki Cross might as well have won that as a handicap match, but then again, Lacey Evans did walk out on the Iconics. 
not that they noticed, if you will. Um, The Iconics, I don't know, until Naya or Tamina or whomever gets healthy, they're on borrowed time, in my opinion. They're great, you know, for irritating people. And if you'd like to um, unclog a drain, I'm sure their shrill voices could do the job instead of a, uh, you know, a plunger. If your toilet's <laughs> clogged, be sure to call the Iconics. They can unclog them with the sound of their voice on SmackDown Live or Monday Night Raw. They scream so much, folks. I think Granny can hear them all the way from Arkansas. I mute I I mute my TV when they come on the t- when they come on the television. I mute my TV so I don't have to listen to them talk. I mean, it's kind of like I used to do with Leo Rush. I mean, I used to mute my TV when he would come on. So, but it you know, better just to play music when he when he starts talking. Yeah. But I gotta I, I, I gotta mention one thing about Money in the Bank Sunday night. It was so frustrating. It was so frustrating when um or actually I mean it might have been or last night, it might have been last night when um Sami Zayn either Sunday night or Monday night when Sami Zayn got put upside down. I think it was Sunday night at Money in the Bank, and Triple H made Braun Strowman leave the building because he's, you know, what I guess that happened Sunday night, and then last night he approached Braun anyways, and Braun says, I don't know what you're talking about, you know. And in all reality, it was Brock Lesnar who attacked Sami Zayn, and Braun Strowman got blamed for it, which I think was very sad that Braun didn't have a chance to be a part of Money in the Bank, you know. Because I think if he had, I I I'm not sure that Brock Lesnar would have been the winner. But <laughs> that's just that's my personal opinion, B Train. And also, what did you think of last night? What did you think of that new title that they presented, the 24/7 belt? What did you think of that? Uh, my humble opinion, Granny, it's a disguise, and and this is just Mick. I love you to pieces. But quit giving us ugly titles. I know that. I mean, Big Swing was like he said. That's the he said. I get the concept and I like the concept, but that is one ugly belt. <laughs> I mean, Mick, you are guilty of doing that to us in Brooklyn, and we booed the fuck out of it. Now you give us the twenty four seven championship, which was funny as hell. You know the whole bit with our truth and Robert Rude. Is he like? I don't like that name, Granny. I think it sounds pretentious. I like, I like Bobby Rude, or should I say? I do Robert too. Rude? I do too. I, I do. I do too. But then, like I said, what our truth did to him last night hit him in the trunk of his car and then took him out and took the belt and drove off. <laughs> Oh, hey. great. That's great because the referee walks out and you're like, Yeah, gets out of the car. This is the most interesting segment. <laughs> this is just reminiscent, folks, of the hardcore championship. Like, how many, like, it's funny, Titus won for like a hiccup. And out comes Bobby Root. Finn, you have, good lord, 
Bobby Roode wins the title for like 20 minutes, and then they do other matches or segments. He's in the back. He's like, shh, no quiet truth. Can you hide me? So he hides in the trunk of his car. Gets out. There's a referee inside the car because he tries to get in the passenger of the rental. I thought that was hilarious. And then Truth hits him with a move on the outside, one, two, three. I'm just like, this is a brilliant move because now Pants are going to have another title to, oh, well, I wouldn't get that chance. It looks, I guess maybe I could adapt to green and gold, but Granny, I mean, if they were to pick different color for it, like, I don't know what the symbol for 24-7 would be, but they had the right idea. I mean, there's that. Uh, I get what, like, Big Swing said, the concept of it. But, dear God, people, like, come on. You have you have the competition who's coming out with a pay-per-view on my birthday, which, you know, I'm going to – thoroughly enjoy watching AEW um, also and people uh, Granny have been saying to me why are you watching that show it hasn't even started yet folks come on Granny and I have got to report something other than that which I'll be writing down in notebook because I fans in Japan I apologize for mispronouncing and uh I'm going to be writing down their names, like Aja Kong and Pronounce and Kushida and Hideo Itami and all those. If I don't pronounce it correctly, please do not get on my back because some of you are saying it's a dishonor to mispronounce names. So I'm going to get a pronunciation guide, if you will, because there's a lot of Japanese stars in AEW that are currently residing in AEW. Um, Also, folks... The end result of Money in the Bank is not going to prevent me from watching WWE. Why? Although they've restricted... Although they've restricted it to certain devices such as Xbox One, Amazon, you know, Fire... or Kindle tablets or whatever. Amazon Fire tablets, um... There's a lot. Uh, Xbox One, Apple first generation. So if you have an iOS, it's okay. But I'm not going to quit watching because Lesnar won. I'm done doing this because here's what I figured. You're going to have some bad things happen. Granny and I have been over this with you guys. You're going to have stuff happen. If you at every time says, I'm going to fold up I'm going to close up shop, and I'm just going to watch other wrestling. That's your choice. I don't give a damn. But don't don't be mad, you know, if something good happens in both companies. Because if you notice, the tag match became no DQ between Reigns. It was uh, Rollins and uh, Kofi Kingston versus Lashley and Shahad. Boring Corbin. Boring Corbin. Corbin. <laughs> I, fall, I fall asleep even just saying his name. It's that mm-hmm. bad. Folks. I do too. I do too. I do too. I, I do too. I just like for example, he looks like 
a huge bodyguard maitre d from Ruby Tuesday. And yeah. he sounds like Kane when he takes a strike from someone else. And yeah, he's agile for a big guy, I give him that. But my God, every city he goes to, um, you're their supposed favorite son, are you? I don't think you're any, but you're, there's a lot of formers. Are, are you a failure? Is that what you're trying to say, Mr. Corbin? Because the <laughs> former act, former active general manager of Monday Night Raw, former Money in the Bank briefcase. By the way, where's your briefcase? Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> because, because, Granny, I was the one who um, started that in New York. I'd not say to start myself, you know, get myself over. It's the fact that the main event kind of worried a lot of fans because they were expecting Lesnar to jump all over it. You know that he's got a briefcase, but it hurts from a friend of mine at work. You know that, and it's funny, I ran into a wrestling fan at work too, which is cool. Uh, he says to me, you know that it's a guaranteed cash-in. I was like, nothing's guaranteed in pro wrestling. You never ever say the words it's a guarantee because then you're you know you're cutting yourself short. That's what I learned at um, when I was at a camp at Monster Factory. I learned a lot from going there twice. I didn't learn everything. I just listened. And one of the things that Danny Cage says, if you think something's a guarantee, you're going to sell yourself short a lot. So clear the air. I when I heard his music I'm like, well fudge. If he's going to cash in on either Kofi or Seth and end up victorious, I guarantee you you bet your bottom dollar a lot of fans will be highly upset. But you notice though last night when he when he did come out and you know, while the match was going on he more or less just taunted everybody like he always does, you know, and then he just carried the briefcase off and that's how it ended. So, you know, cause big swing asked me if I thought he was going to, you know, cash it in like last night or if he was going to actually wait. And I said, well, you know, knowing Lesnar, like I've seen him do, I said, he'll probably just taunt him and then, you know, walk off and, and not cash it in right away. It may be, a week, it may be a month before he cashes in that money in the bank contract. You know, I it's just unreal, you know, that they even brought him back because I thought, you know, when he lost the championship belt, I thought there is a god, good riddance, Lesnar. We're we're finally getting him out of here, <clears throat> and now all of a sudden our nightmare has come back. And I'm sorry, I just. He has no business being here. I mean, he was never a true champion. You know, if he were to be able to cash in his contract and happen to win the title from either Seth or Kofi, my God, we're going to have to deal with him showing up, oh, once every blue moon whenever he wants. You know, you're not a true champion, Mr. Lesnar. And... You're 
uh, your person that talks for you, Paul Heyman, you know, I'm not a Paul Heyman girl. I don't, I mean, I don't like Paul Heyman that much, but come on people. I mean, really, you know, WWE said they were going to give the fans what they wanted. They, they said that months ago, like right at the end of the year, first part of the new year, we're going to give the fan, we're going to give you fans what you want to see. Okay. And they have been pretty much for the most part, sticking by that promise. Now, all of a sudden, we've got to put up with Lesnar again? That's not what we want, WWE. <laughs> That's not, I mean, I, I'm not going to speak for any other fan, but most fans that I know of wrestling and most fans that I have talked to since Money in the Bank, it's like, Oh my God, we got to put up with Lesnar again. So, listen to what your fans you want, WWE. I know you have a creative team of forty-two people, forty-some odd people, and that's wonderful. I mean, that's wonderful that you can have that many people for your creative team. I wouldn't want that job. I mean, I think it would be too stressful for me to to handle that type of position. I enjoy being just the fan that I am, you know, but uh, but that's just my opinion, B-Trained, so be that as it may be. You know, I also agree, Granny. Like, you have creative freedom. Okay, look, you're going to be – they said they're going to be intensifying the product, so that means things are going to get interesting, things are going to get bloody. Samoa Joe's nose got busted, his face got busted wide open, I don't know how. But it's not just about busting people wide open and beating men beating up women again. No, to me, <clears throat> I believe that it's great that you tried to get us to, you know, get our attention. What's not great is how the presentation was given. Like, you know, one big slap to the face in not a good way because a lot of fans are thinking, gee, you know, they were chanting what the fuck at the uh, at the end because like I said, I Granny, I would not have cared if Mustafa Ali or Andrade Cien Almas or Randy Orton, any one of those gentlemen. I do, and I said earlier, I have my preferences folks. I do we all do. If Bray Wyatt would have come, we all yeah, do. If Bray Wyatt, if Bray Wyatt would have come in the ring, Granny, and took that briefcase, I would not have cared. But the one person that went up the ladder, and this is people are like, oh, nerds complaining on the internet. You know what? If we're nerds because we have feelings as fans that we don't like a certain someone, guess the fuck what? We're going to speak on it. So. You know, we're going to vo- we're going to, to we, voice our we're going to voice our opinions. To me, Brock Lesnar have, is an idiot. He needs to go. Yes. He needs to go away. He needs to leave. I mean, he needs to be like a tree and leave. I mean, he just needs to get out of get out of our lives. Get out of our wrestling world. Just go back to wherever you can. Go go back to your little UFC company. Fight there, and everybody will be happy. 
But no, now he's got the money in the bank contract for God knows how long. And we have to put up with oh, shenanigans again. You know, Granny, here's the fun part. Um, I, I'm going to just say it. He failed multiple drug tests in UFC. So he thinks the backdrop's going to be, the, you know, the fallback is going to be WWE. Screw you. We're not just, oh, yeah, you, you, he has a big smile on his face because he knows the fans do not like him. <clears throat> he knows the fans with a passion hate him because he still wears the same merch from, two, let's see, three, four years ago. Actually, not like that, but maybe two years ago when Suplex City was a thing. He only does one suplex. Okay, that's not the problem. The the attitude of I'm not going to show up to work is what pisses Granny and I off because we, out of many fans, say multiple times, if if you say this on a wrestling podcast, you probably are with us. Heel Mark's podcast probably is going to say, well, this is how they package Lesnar because everyone hates him. I get why they do that. But for people for the other side of the spectrum to be telling us what we can and cannot do, I'm going to say the words that are not so PG to you guys. Fuck off. <laughs> because exactly. you know, if you are sitting there as a worker saying fans should feel this on social fucking media, then what I'm going to tell you is, fine, the lines have been drawn. I was also on the other side of the spectrum, and I still love the fans. You know why? Because without them, without people like Granny Hulks or without people like Icon Swing, not just those three, but without the fans, guess what? The sport of professional wrestling would cease to exist. Amen. The fans can either make you or they can break you. We are owed nothing as, you know, as workers, you know what? Fine, if you have that attitude when you go somewhere, be like the Scott Halls and Kevin Nash's, and they're great gentlemen. They are. I love them to death. I've met them multiple times. Uh, But in Kevin Nash's speech, he said, if you think I did this for the money, you were probably right. At least he was straightforward with it. Lesnar, I I don't know if I have ever seen him at Make-A-Wish. I don't know if I have ever seen that man at a live house show. I, I, you know, okay, maybe that's a lie. I've seen him maybe once in a blue moon, and that was two years ago at Madison Square Garden. Since then, I've maybe only seen him once. And his attendance record is what's going to kill WWE. The ratings, the ratings, Granny, is what's going to suffer because fans who do tune in are going to be like, can he leave? Can he get injured? I know this sounds mean, but I pray with every fiber of my being that he gets hurt. I mean, you know, and it's just, I I mean, I have seen even just on the last day or so since Money in the Bank, I have seen professional wrestlers that are friends of mine make comments about Brock Lesnar, how ignorant he is, how unprofessional he is. I mean, these are professional wrestlers that have wrestled Maybe, you know, I mean, I'll give a perfect example. Tracy Smothers. Okay, he made a comment about Brock Lesnar, you know, being cha- becoming champion again. You know, I 
it, it's just it, it is just unreal because you know I'm sorry I you know Brock Lesnar the Suplex City thing okay whatever you know what I would rather watch Kirk Gannon give somebody a suplex any day of the week than I would Brock Lesnar. Kudos to you, my friend, Kurt Gannon. Granny loves you. <laughs> you know, know, the other thing I'm is, just... Granny, you know, the other thing is, it's like uh, the drive that the young young guys are doing, man. So not just the drives, but it's, it's how, and Uncle Bob, Brutal Bob Evans, love you, dude. Love you to pieces for uh, advising this to every wrestler. It's how you, you treat it like a company. How well are you going to serve your customers? Fans are like customers. You have ones that like hardcore, so you serve them a hardcore match. They're going to love it or they're going to hate it. A death match or um, whatever. Uh, it could be anything. It could be, you know, flippy, flippy shit, you know, like Travis Flip Corden or Ricochet or. Hideo Watami, random names that I'm just throwing out there because I know fans is it, it's a pretentious attitude. I know how they're going to react. No, you fucking don't. Granny could love one match one week, and if it's the same match the you know the next week, she's probably going to tell you, well, I know what to expect, but I'm not as excited as I was the first time. Well, you know, I have I have been told by many people over the years that I have been Granny Hulkster. I mean, I have been told, I mean, I have had promoters. I have had workers. I have had fans just come to me and say, Granny, we are glad you are here. You make this fun for us. You know, I mean, Jason Jones, Space Cowboy from Mid-States Wrestling, he, um, a bunch of people had been doing this thing on Facebook. You know, let's let, let let's have this little game. Let's do a compliment challenge. Give me your name, and I'll say something about you. You know, to let's have some positive feedback instead of, instead of so much negativity on social media. And I said my name, and he said, "I love seeing Granny Holster in the crowd, entertain the boys, and entertain the fans." To me, I am very humbled by that. You know, I am very humbled by that because I enjoy making, helping make it fun for the fans. And I, and, and double, you know, double D from WFC, you know, who I always call double dork. He told my husband, he said, and, and I was standing there when he said it, he said, if granny is not hollering at me or booing me or calling me double dork, I would be very scared. And very worried because let's face it, fans. When you go to these indie shows, or you go, I mean, you know, in WWE, yeah, you know, yeah, you can holler boo and everything, but the that's what I love about the indie shows because you can get that personal interaction with the wrestlers more so than you can when you're at a WWE show, obviously, because the amount of people that are there. Okay, I get that, and and that's fine, you know, and you can still holler, boo, cheer, whatever, you know, and, and fine, you know, you can cheer for your favorite, boo for who you don't like, but that's what I love about the indie shows, because I love that personal interaction that I can have with my wrestling family. I love it. It's, it, it's amazing. 
Matter of fact, at OKX Saturday night, I'm just going to throw this out there really quick. Prince Mahali was there. Well, I, as everybody knows, Granny and every, as everybody knows what Granny calls him, I call him Princess Molly. So after the match, he lost the match, of course, and I was standing there, and he says, you need to get that ugly shirt off and go buy some Prince Mahali merchandise. Granny Hulkster, you granny street rat, you. <laughs> he called me a street rat. <laughs> you know? I mean, but I love it. I mean, I, I love it because I can have that personal interaction with these wrestlers, and I love it. I absolutely have the best time of my life. It's um, it's amazing because, like I said, uh, you know, you you can interact with people at an indie show. It's true. At a WWE show, okay, the most you can be able to interact is probably if you're sitting front row and they seldom would react to what a fan does or says because there's strict rules. But, you know, there's good and bad. Um, you know, for example, we hate on him a lot on the show, but Bar- Boren Corbin, you know, wanted to comfort a fan who was reacting a certain way to what was going on. Triple H has also broken character and done the same thing. But what you know, I'm saying is the the good to knows of professional wrestling as a fan is that we are allowed to cheer and boo. And yeah, a lot of uh, what Daniel Bryan says, yes, we are fickle because one week we'll cheer someone, or one month, or two months. But the constants are New Day. Which Big E is coming back to. Yeah, Big E is coming back tonight on SmackDown, fans. I mean, um, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I don't know. if I Obviously, he's probably not going to be wrestling, but they said he was going to be at SmackDown tonight, so it's, that's going to be interesting to see. You know, fans, I, I'm going to say it. If you expect Kevin Owens not to pop up at this <laughs> welcoming ceremony, uh, I no exactly. I, man, I know Icon is not a big fan of Kevin Owens. Mm, Not by any means. He does add some flavor, whether he wants to admit it or not. He does add some flavor because if Kofi was to go up against anyone on the SmackDown Live roster, okay, you have your choice between Rowan, Daniel Bryan, and I don't know where Bray Wyatt is going to be, but this is going to be highly interesting, folks. The creepy clown, he joker, whatever it version combined of Bray Wyatt, if he shows up, I think you have anything and everything that can happen. But it, like I was going to say, if Kofi had his choice on SmackDown Live, who's going to challenge him? You have a lot of people on that roster. You have Mustafa Ali. You've got you've got the wild card, which oh, I'm going to address this. I know it's a little bit too little, too late, but Lars Sullivan, you piece of crap. Um, and Granny, this is just a you know a personal shoot. He has said some really bad things about you know five years ago, and this was five years ago. It was a bodybuilding website. 
um, the big idiot, as I like to call him now, he may intimidate people in the ring, but I had so much blind rage. I may be five foot nine, but good old Brian Rails would be loved to go off the rails on your dumbass. Because here's the thing: when you spout <laughs> off things about blacks, blacks, gays, A's, no, he goes, well, if you guys would stop being so don't call me a, a whiny racist cunt and blah 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 but if instead of getting arrested why are you blaming the man go it's call get a job and blah 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 <sighs> granny if this guy was smart he would have deleted that bullshit a long time ago but does WWE reward him or punish him they sent him a hundred thousand dollar fine. They so basically slap on the wrist. He sent a generic fucking apology to the viewing public that were wrestling fans that just basically said, "Well, he's tall, tall, old, old looking, ogre looking, and he, you know what? He wants to make comments about certain people and their, you know, their orientations." Then. I think it would have been probably better served for WWE to either suspend him or fire him. That's neither my place nor my nor my call. But what he said about you know just you know regular people, but immigrants and blacks and gays and lesbians and and you know one of the worst things you can also do is make comments about rape. And to me, you know, like I said, this show has no fucking filters, folks. I will not go into further detail, but when you say things like, well, every woman likes a man that takes control or when he has his clothes off, yeah, I would not want you as a candidate for championship material. Like, or I wouldn't consider you championship material. I consider you trash. Okay? And I'm not afraid of you. Even if you whoop my ass out on the street, just guarantee you, dude, you are the reason why people, some people will tune out of professional wrestling altogether, and some people will stay to loathe you and waste their time hating you. But I'm going to release this official statement towards you. If you uh, decide to continue to wrestle, more power to you because karma's a bitch and you will get yours. Now moving forward. <clears throat> With that out of the way, as I'm not going to spend 30 freaking minutes ranting about that one douche canoe twacked out wackadoo Fugazi. For those of you who don't know what Fugazi means, it means no good pilotages, which is what that piece of shit is. So Lars Sullivan would be a great choice if you wanted to have to hold your children's ears as to what that idiot said about multiple subjects that are very sensitive around this country and around the world and are not even discussed because it causes a lot of shit. So if Kofi Kingston was to face anyone from the SmackDown Live roster, I don't know, Granny. He's got a plethora of choices. But depending on those choices, I don't know. Big E coming back tonight for the New Day reunion since WrestleMania. That's going to be interesting. 
We don't know what's going to happen, but that's what we love about SmackDown Live. And hopefully they can capture that magic, if you will, what Granny says and I say. Hopefully they can capture that magic tonight. Exactly. You know, and that's all you can hope for as a fan. I said, I'm not going to give up on watching wrestling. I certainly am not. I just stated that, you know, Eugenia, I love you. You always come, like, towards the tail end of our show. I love you, dear. Hello, Eugenia. She's, she goes, well, I had my evening tea. So it's a bit late. I'm a traveling. I said, Where are you at? Where are you going? Oh, are you coming stateside? No. You don't want to visit Granny? Well, you two could oh, visit Granny. Oh, you can come to Arkansas, Eugenia. I would love to show you this, the natural state. Come to Arkansas. You know, she, <laughs> she goes, I think I'd have to get Granny into drinking different flavored teas. Well, I like tea. I, I love tea. So, you know, bring it on, Eugenia. Come on to Arkansas. We'll we'll go have a tea party somewhere. And I think, and if I'm not mistaken, Eugenia, I think up in Rogers, if it's still open, they actually have a little, what they call a tea house up there, where you can go have tea and little sandwiches and, like, little lunch items. And I think it's still open up. I'm not sure. I haven't seen it advertised for a while, so I don't know. If they still have it open or not, but I'm sure I can take you someplace to find you some tea. <laughs> yeah. She's like, well, I would have taken the interest of what you were saying because she also, with a passion, uh, dislikes Brock Lesnar. And I told her, I was like, well, you know, most of us do not uh, for various reasons, <clears throat> you know. I've learned, Granny, because, like, multiple things you do not do in a wrestling locker room is talk about, you know, what's going on mainstream wrestling. I don't do that. But on here, I try to, you know, compose a symphony of rants, if you will, that have meaning to them. And let me tell you, I went off the rails last night as well. I don't need music for that today, folks, because every time that, you know, it took it took Granny, what, six months for them to listen to you, I, and others that were saying you guys need to change or else. So maybe it'll take us probably two weeks to get the message home in a nice, suggestive way that if you decide to let Lesnar win something, you are doing the fans a disservice because, yes, it will get us to talking about an issue, but it will get us to talking about the issue in a wrong kind of fashion that is going to be very unhealthy for one of two things that Vince loves, and that is asses and seats. Oh, and here's a big one, ratings. Ratings are what make your company – okay, yeah, tickets sold, merchandise is good but can we please hit on all cylinders? We don't want anything to do with Lesnar. Can we divorce him, sign the prenup, whatever we have to do as fans? Hell, we'll even start an affidavit and send it straight to Connecticut and say in a long-winded way with a bunch of signatures, and I can guarantee you if this were a running joke on Saturday Night Live, it wouldn't be so much of a joke if you saw all the signatures of all the fans, including 
the grannies, which would be signed in a gold sharpie, saying, please do not keep this asshole here. In a nice granny way, would say, please do not keep this jerk uh, jerk wad here. There. I PG'd it a little bit. <laughs> Wow, State is the reason why yeah. Brock Lesnar should not be commenced as champion. And we could actually have well, – I do have, you know, a friend well, – not friend, a confidant who was a lawyer. She could just laugh at me and say, are you really signing a petition to get Brock Lesnar out of WWE? Why? I don't see why not. I don't think it would be such a bad idea. I do, I do think that people who – well, Paul Heyman's awesome. Yes, I agree in ECW. Yes, I agree Heyman was an innovator. And yes – for love of God, dude, you sign in every show saying, what about talking about Paul Heyman? As much as I love Kukukachu, the walrus is gone. Kukukachu, the walrus, the walrus found his paycheck again for his meal ticket. Love Paul. Respect him because I watched ECW growing up. But now... It's like, okay, he's the only reason why should, why we should tune in. No. It, it just got redundant, and it got complacent. And also, the fact that Lesnar's offense in the ring is not the reason why we hate him. It's his attitude. That's the main portion as to why Granny and I don't like him. Swing and Icon don't like him. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. I mean... But, has nothing to do with move sets. Well, kind of. Well, you see the same shit, you know what you're gonna get. But he did give Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan gave him the one hell of a match. So did AJ. So did Finn. All the little guys he likes to pick on, man. They, you know, they got big hearts. So, yes, big hearts. But these guys and and these every one of these guys that you mentioned, Betrain, come to work yeah. every single day. And when they were champions, they defended those belts like a true champion would. And I know I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again, but what makes Brock Lesnar so special that he can just show up whenever he feels like it? Because if you were if you were at a regular job and you just showed up like, oh, Okay, I'm, if you woke up and say, I'm not going to go to work today, you're not going to have a job, people. So what makes Mr. Lesnar so special that he can come and go if he pleases? Or he can show up when he wants. Or he can defend his championship belt whenever he wants, even though he's not champion right now. I mean, yes, he can taunt the WWE workers, he can taunt the fans, he can do whatever he wants to do and laugh about it. But you're not a true champion, Mr. Lesnar. I've seen true champions, and you are not one. Yeah, and what she, well, she just said it. You know what defines a champion is someone who defends that title is willing to defend that title like a true champion like Seth Rollins or Kofi Kingston, who successfully, though, you know, I was torn between them because I do happen to like Kevin Owens. I think he's a good competitor. I just think, you know, um, the point is those two, 
the current WWE champions, both the Universal and also the World Heavyweight Champion of SmackDown Live, Kofi Kingston, they have defended their championships already more than Lesnar had in the entire fiscal year of just defending it at pay-per-views and, you know, sub-pay-per-views because you know the paycheck. You know, Granny, Lesnar has a contract that's $10 million over five years. Must be nice just to sit on your butt. If you divide that contract out mathematically, he makes a killing. Now, I don't know how well his merchandise sells, and I don't give two flying farts about it, about the facts of what Lesnar does and does not do because it doesn't make any changes to what I do in my life. However, as a wrestling fan, it grates on my everlasting nerve that you keep popping up like a pimple that won't go away on your face, on my face. It's like, gee, I got rid of you. Okay, cool, I popped you. I put Neosporin on you. I put bandage on it. I took care, and I dressed up that wound. Now, guess what? It's back. Yeah, pop. <laughs> it's back. It's back. <laughs> it's like mother of pearl. I cannot get rid of Brock Lesnar. We cannot, we cannot get rid of Lesnar, no matter what we have said. The company was doing fine without him, but no. That's right. And now he's like a bad case of acne that has showed back up. Like, what did we do to deserve this? Granny and I, Icon Swing, Heel Marks Podcast, every podcast in the world wants to know. We have AEW, we have New Japan, but, uh, you know, Wrestling Revolver, whatever the show may be, we have that wrestling. What we're saying to you as mainstream is... Why? The question on all of our minds when we saw that occur at Money in the Bank 2019. Why? Just why? And I'm just, you know, going to leave you fans with that thought. You know, why and how and when, where, what did we do? What can we go like back? Did we bitch too much? Did what? What was the deal? What did we do to make you guys decide? Bring back that, that nightmare. <laughs> yeah, what, what, and you know, it's like a child that comes in your room after having a nightmare and you're like, okay, go to bed. And then they come back again and you're like, what must I do to get rid of this little cretin? If, you know, you have kids, you understand. But if you don't, it's like... um you go to see a movie and you cannot understand why you go back and see, oh, it was horrible, but I'm going to go see it again. Some people are sadists, you know. I don't know what went through the creative's mind when they cited, you know, against Mustafa Ali winning the briefcase. So what? Let the kid have these moments. It'd be interesting to see what Mustafa Ali would do with that briefcase. It would have been interesting to see Andrade Cien Almas, who is always that wild card, in my opinion. So, anyways, folks, that'll do it for today's show. If you didn't like what good old Brian Reynolds had to say, I got three choice words for you. Forget about it, and Granny. And if you didn't like what Granny Holster had to say, what you gonna do when Granny Holster goes crazy on you? All right, toodles, peoples. Granny and I have to enjoy spring. All right. Uh, Happy spring. It's my birthday in four days. It's a celebrated national holiday. I will have it 
put it into effect. Trust me, it will be. As funny as it sounds, it'll happen sooner or later. Will you need my help be trained tomorrow, by the way? Oh, yes, I will, Granny. Same time tomorrow's uh, New Times fans. Central Time. 6.30 Eastern, so happy spring. Um, watch Double or Nothing so you can judge for yourself how awesome or not awesome the event will be. It will not disappoint. So, uh, toodles. I got to eat. Dig it. The cultural personality. The cultural personality.